Blog Talk Radio. Healthy and Tone Radio with your host, Darren Batman McDuck. And now, prepare to get fat. Hey, 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 what's cracking? Welcome back to another episode of Perfectly Healthy and Tone Radio. I am your host, Darren McDuffie, and this episode is being brought to you, as always, by I'mTheFatMan.com. Go check the website out. Tonight, we have a I'm going to already call this as a classic show. We're going to be talking to Rick Gold, who's a functional diagnostic nutritionist, regarding stress and fatigue. A lot of us out here are tired. A lot of us out here have these jobs where we're going to, and they are uh, terribly stressful. And as a result of that, we're tired all the time, or we may have kids, or whatever's going on in our life, it pretty much brings about some type of fatigue. So tonight we'll be talking about Rick Gold. But before I get Rick on the show, just want to remind you, I always remind you of the show we had last week. Last week we had a really good show with Dr. Michael Walfell, who is a uh, naturopathic uh, doctor, and we talked about dietary supplements. Dietary Supplements uh, Exposed was the name of the title, and you can go back and check that out on Blog Talk Radio or, and I've said this many, many times, you can download the all of my shows from the first episode I ever did up to all the shows on iTunes or Stitcher. So if you go on iTunes and you go to the podcast section, you just type in my name, Darren McDuffie, or you can type in Fat Man Radio and it'll bring up the shows and you just subscribe and then what you can do is just go and upload any uh, or download rather any episode that I've ever done and you can put those on your iPod. And I always tell people that's how I started learning to more about my health. Even though I came from the pharmaceutical industry and was a pharmaceutical representative, I learned a lot more about the other side of health because I always tell people I come from the dark side, but I learned a lot more about the other side of health by listening to podcasts. And speaking of which, um, one of the gentlemen that got me started and told me to start my show, Sean Croxton, I don't know if you've ever checked out his uh, show, Underground Wellness. He he did the show for seven years. He's actually not going to be doing in the show anymore and moving into a different direction. So if you've never listened to Sean's show, it'll be um, archives there where you can go back and listen to, uh, again, all of his shows if you subscribe to, do, to those in iTunes and just check out those shows and learn a lot more. And I'm very, very grateful and thankful for Sean who kind of helped me to guide me along to get my show started. He was very gracious with his time and we talked on the phone a little bit. And uh, he told me how to get started, and I will always be thankful for him. But he's moving into a different direction. I think what he's going to be doing is um, not so much help but more self-development, which he's always had an interest in. So, again, if you get a chance, go and check out the Underground Wellness stuff. And I'm always willing to plug anybody else's show because I believe that we're all in this together. And it's a lot of things that are going on in the world right now where a lot of us are just, again, not well. We're not healthy, and we need to, and by your birthright, you're supposed to be well and healthy. So um, let me read Rick Gold's bio before I bring him on. I see him there in the switchboard, but I wanted to read his bio before I bring him on. Rick Gold is the president and founder of Gold Functional Wellness he works with clients locally in South Florida. He's one of what I call my homeboys here in South Florida, as well as worldwide. Rick holds a certification in functional diagnostic nutrition and is well-versed in the concepts of functional medicine. He specializes in identifying and healing the underlying causes, causes of malfunctions in the gut, uh, leaky gut, SIBO, dysbiosis, acid reflux, IBS, and autoimmune conditions, and I'm sure we'll be talking a little bit about all those tonight. Rick used functional lab testing and intensive lifestyle changes to eliminate his health complaints and vastly improve his overall health. After that, he knew he had found his calling. Rick acquired his FDN certification and now helps clients heal themselves in the same fashion with fantastic results. Let me bring Rick Gold on. Rick Gold, welcome to Perfectly Healthy and Tone Radio. How are you, man? 
Darren, can you hear me? I can hear you well. Great. Can you hear man. me? I, yeah, yeah, I can hear you loud and clear. Thank you for that introduction. I'm, I, I'm great, and I'm um, really thankful and uh, honored to be on your show, and I look forward to it. Well, great. You, I have to give you your kudos because you're the only one who's ever figured out how to call in the sky, other than Hannah, who I had on about kombucha <laughs> a couple of episodes ago. But she called in a different way, so you kind of accomplished something that I wish some of my other guests would would accomplish. I just followed your your directions to a T. That's all. Okay, great, great. So, um, <laughs> so Rick, um, you're a functional diagnostic nutrition, which I'm well. Um, aware of and and have had some conversation i had diane kayser on the show uh who yep. is also an fdn and That's actually um, how i got to know you is originally hearing you with diane uh and and also you mentioned sean croxton who's an fdn so mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. yep sean is an fdn as well mm-hmm. so we're we're all in this little family together but um, tell me what was going on with you that got get you into. I read on the, that last part of your bio that you ran some tests on yourself and you you found your calling. But what were some of the things that you were going through before you landed in the, uh, the FDN tribe? Yeah, great question. I mean, I'm, I'm 40 years old now. Um, I would say all of my life, since I can remember back in my teen years, I um, was suffering from chronic chronic health complaints. Um, and, but before I go into that, I just really want to make a disclaimer here. I am, this, the story that I'm about to tell you is going to make it sound like I'm against conventional medicine. And it's not true. I, mm-hmm. I, am, I feel like conventional medicine has its place in society. Um, and I'll get into that a little bit later with you. But I'm not against conventional medicine. I just you know, feel like there are a lot of things like when it comes to chronic health conditions, it kind of falls short in how it can help you really heal from that. Um, so anyway, let me, let me go back to my story. So ever mm-hmm. since I was a teenager, I was suffering from really bad digestive issues, like crippling stomach pain. It was just unexplainable, um, you know, gas, uh, alternating diarrhea and constipation, IBS, um, really bad allergies. Uh, and they weren't seasonal either. It was just year-round, man. I, I was like, you know, hooked on Claritin, you know, whatever the, the prescription du jour was, um, that you know, for, for allergy medications, um, low immune function, um, you know, chronic sinus infections all the time. I found myself on round and round of antibiotics. I even found one day I had taken so many antibiotics for a sinus infection that was so stubborn and wouldn't go away that I ended up getting oral thrush, which is really not fun. It's basically a yeast um, infection in your mouth. Mm. And mm-hmm. I, yeah, and it was, it was pretty horrible. So, you know, I, I just, I had all of these things, and they were chronic. It, it, you know, I wasn't, I didn't have any diagnosed disease or condition that I know of, right, at the time. Mm-hmm. And I would go to, from doctor to doctor, and all the doctors wanted to do was just put me on another drug. And, mm-hmm. you know, then, and then I started suffering from depression and anxiety. And, you know, it's, I, I'm, I feel like I'm describing almost all of Americans right now, right? Like almost every... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just, you know, just about, just about, yeah. Right? I mean, to some degree, just about all of us are going through this and you kind of are, are made to believe that... This stuff is normal. It's just a normal part of life. And, you know, when you feel these things, you know, these, these symptoms, they're just annoyances. And you go to your doctor and your doctor is going to give you a prescription to, you know, to mask the symptoms or make the symptoms go away. And then you go about your life. Mm-hmm. And so I grew up thinking that doctors were gods. And whatever doctor said, if the doctor believed in this therapy, then that's what I was going to do. And if they didn't believe in the therapy, then it basically had no credence to it. And I wasn't going to do that. And, um, you know, I, I went that route for pretty much 30 to 33, 34 years of my life. Mm-hmm. And um, around 33, 34 years old, I, I you know, I, I started really getting tired of it. I had a, pres- uh, a, a medicine cabinet full of prescription drugs, um, you know, for my allergies, 
for some, for depression, for anxiety, you know, antibiotics, whatever. I, and as a young guy, that that's just I found I felt like that's ridiculous. There has to be another way. And so actually, um, at the time I was I started working out at CrossFit, and kind of before CrossFit was a thing, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, some of the guys there in the gym, they were like, yeah, we do, you know, the paleo diet. And I was like, what is a paleo diet? It sounds stupid, you know? <laughs> and <laughs> I was like, caveman diet, paleo diet? Just, did, did, you know, I was kind of very, you know, poo-pooing everything that wasn't, you know, you know medical related. And mm-hmm. But finally, I decided to give it a try. And I bought uh, the first book, my first foray into really, you know, taking control of my health was actually Rob Wolf's book the paleo solution i knew and, you were going to say that <laughs> yeah and and yeah i was like let me just check it out right so i googled it and that book came up and it seemed like a short book and i was like let me just blow through this but i blew through it in two days and it's like every fiber in my body really you know just knew that it was the truth right mm-hmm. have you ever mm-hmm. have you ever read that or heard something where it's just you just know it to be true right it's just what? so commonsensical Oh, yeah. And uh, so I, I decided to give the paleo diet a shot for 30 days. And I did it, and I did it very strictly. And lo and behold, within two weeks, pretty much like 90% of my allergies had gone away. Um, mm. You know, I, I started to feel better. I, I, I had more energy. So many of my, my digestive symptoms started to completely go away. Um, so a couple of things happened there. First, I... I, I, I was excited, right? I wanted to share all of this information with my family. And my family and my friends, they were seeing this transformation, and they started saying, hey, you know, help me. I, I want to lose weight. I want to stop my allergies. I, you know, so I started helping people unofficially around that age, around 33, 34 years old. And, um, and, and then the other thing that happened, so first I was excited, but second I, was, I got angry because here I was for years going from doctor to doctor trying to find solutions for all of these things. And all they were doing was putting me on medications that were very likely exacerbating my symptoms and causing new imbalances in my body. And Whereas, you know, a simple dietary change like this could have really gone a long way a long time ago. And I started to ask, why don't doctors know this stuff? Why don't doctors teach this stuff? And then I started researching about doctors and how, what kind of education they get about nutrition and in medical school. And it was really astonishing how, how little they they are taught um you know and that so that basically got that's what got me really started right but Mm -hmm. my learning became greatly accelerated in 2011 when my mother was diagnosed with pancreatic cancer and you know you probably know that's a death sentence i mean especially if you go the conventional route for treatment and my mother went through hell for 11 months and I, at the time, was, I wasn't even a health coach. I was a, um, a trader and a recruiter for Wall Street. So I was, I, you know, I'd been a trader initially, and then I started recruiting traders and placing them into hedge funds. So completely the opposite of what, you know, the kind of career that I, that I have right now. Um, but I, I essentially dropped uh, recruiting at that point completely, and I delved into research, you know, kind of 100% all day, every day, trying to learn the root cause of disease, what causes disease, you know, cancer, autoimmune conditions, heart disease, you name it, because I wanted to do anything I could to help my mother. I'm sorry, go ahead. I was just going to ask you, is your mom still here? Yeah, no, unfortunately, she did pass in January of 2013. She, you know, she, and I completely understand this. Look, you know, she was being told by her oncologist a certain way to go with her treatment. She, and she believed her oncologist to be the, the way to go. And here I am talking to her about a ketogenic diet or, and, and, and this and that and all these things that I'm finding out and researching. And she said, you know, hey, Rick, I, you're my son. I love you, but you're a recruiter. You know, I'm, I'm going I'm to listen to my, uh, to my oncologist. So, um, exactly. you know, I did everything that I could to help, to help my mother, but it was, you know, it was, I was very limited and but you know she so she passed in January of 2013 and obviously that was very devastating for myself and my whole family. But yeah, I'm you know, sorry. To hear that. Um, thank you very much, Fred. But um, there's a silver lining to 
every cloud. And I, not to sound cliche, you know, the yin and yang of life. You know, out of every bad thing, uh, you know, a new door opens. And for me, the death of a loved one provides a lot of clarity. And and so for me, it was a moment of clarity. I knew at that moment that for you know thirty seven years of my life, I had been doing. I had not been doing my calling. And so, and I, and I knew, and I knew that I had never been as passionate about anything as I was about health and wellness and researching. And I had been learning so much about functional medicine already unofficially through my own research. And I kind of looked at my wife and I said, "I'm quitting recruiting and I'm going to become a health coach." And uh, she was scared and I was scared and it's a scary thing. And we've got a seven-year-old son, or at the time he was three or four years old. And, uh, you know, so then I decided to do the Functional Diagnostic Nutrition FDN certification. And I decided mm-hmm. to do that certification. I, I decided on that one because I loved what the program had to offer. It basically taught me a lot of the fundamentals, the concepts and philosophies of functional medicine and, you know, the basic physiology and how the body parts and the organs are all interconnected. And it also teaches you about a lot of the functional labs that a lot of functional medicine doctors and other practitioners use with their patients to really help get to the root cause of what's causing their symptoms. And so I felt like that was a way for me to really help somebody deep dive into their own health and get some real answers. So that's how I that's how I got to where I am now. Yeah, your your story sounds eerily similar to how I got started. Um I was a pharmaceutical rep and my mom had been diagnosed with breast cancer and it went away. And then in 2005, it came back and I lost my mom in 2005. So that's the universe has a way of kind of bumping us into or pushing us into what it is we're really passionate about. And I'm really passionate about what I do, interviewing and getting health information out there. And I can tell that you're the same way. But it seems like we just have the, uh, a similar paths. Like our paths were, were very similar. You were in Wall Street. Yeah. I was somewhere else. But we ended up losing, you know, someone that yeah. cared that we cared a great deal about to cancer and that's what kind of pushed us in the direction that we're in now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And how many yeah. how, who hasn't been touched by cancer, right? Yeah, it's it's so many. I've lost uh, uh a couple of my friends um to cancer and when you're growing up, you're 17 and 18 years old, you never think about that, but once you get into your 20s and 30s, then you start losing people, and you're like, wow, I can remember. I just lost a teammate of mine to uh, cancer, a basketball teammate that I played with in high school about a year ago. He just passed away. Before that, I lost another friend that I grew up with to cancer. Um, so it's it's touched a, a great many lives. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I'm sorry to hear about your mother. Yeah, thank you, thank you. Um so let's get into this talking about stress. You're working with clients on a daily basis. You know, in your bio it says you work with people here in South Florida as well as worldwide. Um, when your clients come to you, what are some of the things that are actually, quote unquote, stressing them out? What What's actually the source of stress for many of your clients? Yeah, I mean, there's three. I I like to lump all stress into pretty much three categories. Right? Mm-hmm. First category would be emotional stress, right? So everything, and that is so huge. And, you know, just so you know, that, I mean, you could, you can eat right, you can sleep right, you can, you know, exercise, but if you have a tremendous amount of emotional stress in your life, Mm -hmm. you're going to get sick. And if, if you're not, if you don't have a way to cope with that stress, or a way to eliminate a lot of it, you're going to be sick. That is how powerful the physiological effects of emotional stress are. So anything from, you know, poor relationships, whether it's, you know, friendship, family, you know, a spouse, children, um, you know, getting cut off on the road. I mean, anything that causes emotional stress, work life, career, money, and there's just so many ways to, to be emotionally stressed. I don't know of a single person um, that lives in this world, at least in a modern society, that doesn't have chronic emotional stress. Right? Yeah. So that's, 
What about um, in, talking a little bit about emotional stress? Because a lot of people don't ever connotate this. But are you working with people who hate their jobs? Oh yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> a large, large majority of uh, of Americans hate their jobs. Uh, yeah, many, many of my clients they just they're or even if hate is a strong word, let's say yeah. let's uh, say they're just, they're just not happy. They just they're it, they do it because it makes them money, right? But right. it doesn't stoke their fire. It doesn't. It's not. They're not passionate about what they do, and th- and that in and of itself is is a form of emotional stress as well, because you're doing that eight hours a day, every day, and you know. So you really should like what you do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So the first one is emotional stress. What is the? You said it was three. Yeah, there's three categories that I love stress. Okay. Into. The second category would be physical stress. So that could be anything from an injury. Um, there, you know, there are acute injuries, but there are also chronic injuries that kind of they linger, like chronic back injuries, and then there are also, you know, things like spine, hip, jaw misalignments. You know, those are the kind of things where, you know, they're pre- you have a spinal misalignment and it's just pressing on a nerve 24/7, and that causes chronic stress in your body, and so. Then you've got the third category of stress, which is the one that I really live in the most with my clients, mm-hmm. and that would be biochemical stress. So that's you know anything that is happening metabolically in the body, and it could be anything from food sensitivities, um, toxic overload from pesticides or chemicals, um, you know, uh, poor genetics, um, uh, bacterial parasitic infections, viral infections, and the list just goes on and on and on. Also. Um, I would lump in, you know, uh, physical stressors would be, you know, kind of, you could lump in a, a lack of sleep in there as well, um, or, or sedentary lifestyle, um, you know, but biochemical stress, that's kind of really where I live, nutritional deficiencies, yeah. uh, poor digestion and absorption of nutrients from the foods that you eat, improper diet, I could go on and on. Yeah. Can stress be good for us? And, and the reason why I ask that because... Um, just being somebody who played basketball and went through so many games, I remember how there was that little bit of stress before the game got started. And even when I do my radio show, like the night before I get on, I get that little bit of stress, but it actually helps me be on my toes to get make sure that everything is situated, that the show is going to go well. But can, can stress be a good thing for us at, at some point? Oh, sure, absolutely. And what you're describing is eustress, E-U-S-T-R-E-S-S. And that's, our bodies are terrifically designed to handle short bouts of stress, and it's actually very good for us. Um, You know, 10,000 years ago, before we were, you know, domesticated ourselves, we essentially lived lives like, you know, just like any wild animal live their lives. And our and the stress that we would encounter was acute. It would either be, you know, a a bear or a lion or something chasing us and, you know, in twenty minutes we've either gotten away from them because we successfully ran away or we fought them off or we were basically dead. Um or a warring tribe would come in, you know, the, the stress was like short, it was acute, and then it went away. Right? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so when and, and when those stressors weren't there then we would go out of fight-or-flight mode and back into rest and digest mode. So short-lived stress, it, our bodies are phenomenally designed to handle that and handle it well and for it to not be detrimental to our health and, in fact, good for us. The yeah. problem with stress comes when, becomes when it becomes chronic, where you're constantly in that fight-or-flight mode. You, you, it's just 24/7, man. You you wake up in the morning, you're exhausted because you didn't sleep well. You know you you th- you you you, ha- you drink caffeine to wake up. That puts more stress on the body. You just eat a poor uh, breakfast, you know whatever it is, uh, loaded with sugar. That puts stress on the body. You go to the job that you don't like. That puts stress on your body. You come <laughs> home, you fight. You're fighting with your wife or your kid. They're 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 stressed. They, you know, then you're, you know, you're not getting enough sleeping. It's just a, vi- a vicious circle of just 
chronic stress, chronic stress, chronic stress, and then you get sick and you take antibiotics, and that puts stress on the body, and you're taking OTC drugs. There's just 24 seven, 365 stress, and our bodies, frankly, we just weren't designed to be in that stressed out fight or flight mode 24-7. And that's pretty much one of the major underlying causes of the tremendous uh, skyrocketing amounts of disease and dysfunction that we see in the world today. Yeah. So we're supposed to be, if I get this right, I always get these mixed up, we're supposed to be in a parasympathetic state, which is the, that rest state, but instead most people are running around in what they would call that, that sympathetic uh, state where it's like fight or flight all the time. Exactly. That, yeah. That, that's yeah. right. Okay. okay yeah, you get the, the parasympathetic and the sympathetic parts of your nervous system. This, you know, this, those are that's pretty much considered the two areas of your nervous system, and the sympathetic is is what is invoked with fight or flight. And parasympathetic is the part of your nervous system that, it, you know, they call it rest and digest or rest mm-hmm. and repair. Because, and, and so you, when, when you're in sympathetic, if you're sympathetic dominant because you're always stressed out, then parasympathetic kind of goes by the wayside. And so it's very difficult, almost impossible, for your body to rest, digest, and repair itself when you are sympathetic dominant. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What about um, chronic stress? When someone's chronically stressed, um, is it is it is that individual? Because I know for me, I can at some I can take a great deal of stress before, you know, I just say, hey, you know what, I need to relax. But you being someone who works with people day in and out, day in and day out. Um, a person who is chronically stressed, when does that breaking point come? Does it come when, let's say, they they, they might be getting headaches all the time or, or something of that nature? When does that breaking point uh, come? For everybody, it's different, right? It depends on mm-hmm. genetic strength and potential. Some people, some people, they you know their their adrenal glands are really just they have genetically strong adrenal function and they can handle large loads of stress for maybe even decades before they start feeling the negative effects of it. And those are the people who you kind of see, uh, you know, you know, you see them on Facebook or you talk to your buddy, oh, yeah, you know, I, I went out four days this week and partied my, my ass off and then I went mm-hmm. to work the next day and I functioned at a high level, back at it again this week and, you know, work hard, play hard and, those are the people who, you know, and they're always, they always seem like they've got a ton of energy, um, you know, and you just look at them like, how do they do that? I don't understand, you know. So those, those people are, you know, they're genetically strong with the, their, their adaptation to stress. Um, and then you have some people who, you know, a one month or even a one week bout of stress, of intense chronic stress can cause some really deleterious effects in their bodies and cause some symptoms. Um, but either way, it, it's it's going to get you. You know, one way, whether it takes a month, a year, or ten years, if you if your body stays in a chronically stressed mode, eventually mm-hmm. you're going to start feeling the effects of that. And usually, one of the first things we feel is take a guess. Um, What's the first, what do you think the first symptom would be of being chronically stressed, chronically in fight or flight mode? I am drawing a blank. <laughs> Everybody complains about it. Fatigue. Yeah, yeah. Everybody's tired. tired. Yeah. They're just tired, right? And, and and so that's the first symptom that people start to feel when their adrenals are kind of sputtering and they're, they've got some dysfunction there, so, which is also leading to some hormonal imbalances. And, yeah. and man, man, it's hard to get up in the morning. Yeah, let's talk about adrenals because I don't think um, I had a... Um, my, I guess, my learning of adrenals back in, it's about eight, nine years ago. I was always just tired, and um, I was working for a well-known energy drink company at the time. I won't say the name on air, but everybody knows it. And you were tired? <laughs> yeah, but you know what? I would drink one of those energy drinks every day, but at a certain, every morning, but at a certain right. time, around one and two, my energy would just take this nosedive. And I went to... Every vitamin shop, I was living in Atlanta at the time, went to every vitamin shop 
around and, and they would give me vitamin C, different things, and none of it was working. It wasn't until I moved to Florida and hooked up with uh, someone here who tested my adrenals that I found out that my adrenals were pretty much on the floor. But um, explain where the adrenals are because a lot of people don't know anatomy and it may be going to the function of them. Sure. The adrenal glands are two small glands on top of your sit on top of your kidneys, mm-hmm. um, and they their function. You can think of the look at the adrenal glands as a factory, right? And the factory, the raw material of the factory that that the factory uses to create things is cholesterol. Okay, so the so your adrenal glands essentially take cholesterol, circulating cholesterol from your body. By the way, LDL cholesterol, which is supposedly the bad cholesterol, and you and I can have, we can have a whole other call on cholesterol one day if you want to, <laughs> yeah. because there's a lot there. there that's a whole other, uh, you know what show. But um, but yes, yeah, circulating LDL cholesterol, the supposedly bad cholesterol, um, is used by your adrenal glands to make different hormones in the body. So um, uh, cortisol, uh, pregnenolone, which is a master hormone that then is used to synthesize DHEA, testosterone, uh, uh, progesterone, estrogen, um, adrenaline, all of those are made in the adrenal glands. Uh Yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I'm going to go ahead. No, I was just going to say, um, and if I understand correctly, there's there's three is it three levels of adrenal fatigue? Is that right? Uh, yeah, I mean, there's there's that's just a way of kind of you know gauging it. Um, mm-hmm. You have adrenal dysfunction, you have adrenal dysfunction, right? I mean, it's it, mm-hmm. there's there 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 are three or four stages of adrenal fatigue. I mean, that's kind of how they teach you in FDN, but. Um, it's really just more if you have adrenal dysfunction, you have adrenal dysfunction, whatever stage you're at. And it really it doesn't necessarily matter what stage you're at. What matters is that you identify that you've got adrenal dysfunction, whether it's early on. And if you're early on in adrenal dysfunction, yes, the symptoms are going to be different because you're, you know, it means that you've got you know, high levels of cortisol circulating throughout the body. And you know, so you're always revved up and you're probably... You know, You've got anxiety and, and whatnot. Whereas if you're in a later stage of adrenal dysfunction, your cortisol levels will probably be a lot lower and you're going to be a lot more fatigued. So those, going back to that example of that buddy that you have or whatever who works hard, plays hard, burns the candle at both ends, you know, mm-hmm. always energetic, whatever, that person is, it, that person is in, in phase one or stage one of adrenal fatigue if you want to plot it in stages, right? Because they've yeah. got a ton of stress. But their body is adapting properly to that stress. And, and the way it's adapting is by just pumping out loads of cortisol, which is helping the body to adapt to that stress. Mm-hmm. And so when you have, when, when your body is able to meet the demands of an intense bout of stress that's prolonged with a lot of cortisol, then you're going to feel great. You're going to feel energized. Um, it's only when time passes and the chronic stress just doesn't dissipate and it's However long it takes for you individually, after a while, when those cortisol levels start to dip, but the stress levels remain where they are, now you start to really feel the lagging effects of, you know, of deep adrenal fatigue. <laughs> I don't want to sound like one of those pharmaceutical commercials where you're listening to them and you're like, yeah, I got that symptom. Yeah, I got that symptom. <laughs> but <laughs> I know that there's someone out there who's going to be listening to this show through iTunes or they might be listening live now um, who's saying, how do I know if I have adrenal, uh, adrenal fatigue? Give us some, some signs to know that that we may have adrenal fatigue. Sure. I mean, you know, um, you know, look, if you've got, if you've got blood sugar, first of all, if you have any, I can tell you right off the bat, if you have any kind of diagnosed medical condition, uh, you know, especially like metabolic syndrome or insulin resistance or blood sugar problems, you very likely have adrenal fatigue because that's a really, you know, major chronic stressor on the body, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but other symptoms of adrenal fatigue would be like, you know, you're 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 sitting down or kneeling down and you get up quickly and you start to feel dizzy. Um, you know, a lot of fatigue. 
in the morning, you wake up in the morning, you're just exhausted, you're exhausted throughout the day, just an overwhelming feeling of exhaustion, um, hampered immune function, you know, if you're, if you're somebody who gets sick really easily, um, you know, that could be a sense of, of, of adrenal fatigue. Um, there's just, there's so many, and, and they're very broad. Um, I hope that answered your question well, but yeah, yeah, you did. Um, and also, um, what these energy drinks? Like, I know some people who live with a can of energy drinks. Oh Is yeah, that yeah, of course. A telltale sign that that's yeah, going definitely. on, or they're they're definitely chronically right. drinking coffee, like four or five cups of coffee a day. Yeah, 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 for sure. I mean, you know, I'm on on Facebook sometimes, and I see all these posts about like people posting like a mug of coffee that you know get away from me if I haven't had my coffee for the morning, or, or take my coffee and I will kill you and stuff like that. And you know, yeah, those are the people who are, it's like you know they're so they need that cup of coffee to get going to through the, uh, in the morning, and they drink coffee throughout the day. Yeah, you, if you find that you need stimulants to to, to get you through the day. You know, you you're you're very likely in some stage of adrenal fatigue. Yeah, let's go back to cortisol because you talked about that the adrenals being a um, I guess a, a uh, catalyst for cortisol supply of cortisol. Um, where should our cortisol levels be if if they're normal? Should they be high in the morning, low in the morning? How, how does that all work? Yeah, so you're essentially referring to our circadian rhythm. We are diurnal creatures, which means that we are awake during the day and we go to sleep at night um, as opposed to nocturnal. So we have this kind of constant interplay between cortisol and melatonin, right? Those are the two kind of um, hormones in our body that regulate our our sleep-wake cycles. And so um, cortisol should be highest in the morning. And that's kind of what wakes you up from sleep, right? Your cortisol levels rise. It helps to raise your blood sugar. kind of gets you going, gives you some energy. And you open your eyes, and you should hopefully feel energetic and ready to start your day. Um, at that point of the day, in the morning, you're, that's when your cortisol should be highest, and your melatonin levels should be lowest. And then throughout the day, your cortisol levels should be slowly tapering off, while your uh, melatonin levels are slowly, slowly rising. And after dark, or when it gets dark, um, in a perfect world where there, were no, where there was no artificial light around you, your melatonin levels should be really starting to spike, which, is going, you know, which should help you kind of like get tired and you know, relaxed mm-hmm. and ready to fall asleep. And that's when your cortisol levels should be lowest is at night when it's time to go to bed. So it's kind of this, it's called the, um, it's your circadian rhythms, and it's the cortisol pattern should be highest in the morning, tapering through the day, and lowest at night. Rick, what's going on with someone who is, um, I guess, two scenarios. Uh, One would be the tired and wired person, and then one would be the insomniac, the person who can't sleep. What's what's going on with, with, with that? Yeah, tired and wired. That's you know, but that's somebody who is their their circadian rhythms are completely out of whack, and you know, so they're exhausted. But they, you know, then all of a sudden they get this burst of energy at night. Like that's and they seem to do their best work at night or their best thinking, and they just they can't get to sleep. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Is that what you're referring to by tired and wired? I I, I mean that's how yeah, I cause, uh, cause cause, cause, that's how yeah, I was for a long time. Yeah, you're spot on. And sometimes I'm like that. I'm just I get in bed and I'm just like I'm tired, but I'm wired and just I just start going through. It's not all the time, but sometimes just the ideas start to flow of things that I want to do. And uh, I know I'm tired, but then again, <laughs> I'm wired. <laughs> so, um, you know, I wanted to know about that. But then I have people who will reach out to me and say that they can't sleep. So, um, you know, what's going on there when you just can't sleep yeah again cortisol dysregulation blood sugar dysregulation uh possibly low melatonin uh circadian rhythms completely out of whack and actually there was um it's funny that you you mentioned that because i i had been reading i don't remember when it was maybe it was a few months ago i read about a study where they took these people who were feeling these exact symptoms that you are talking about right now, and 
they took these people and they 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 brought them out into essentially like the wilderness to go camping where there were there was no artificial light there was no phone no computer no tv nothing and they basically for a couple of days they had these people just camp out in the in the wilderness and go to sleep when the sun would go down and they would wake up naturally when the sun came up and they completely reset their uh their circadian rhythms by doing that and they were able to after that you know go to sleep at a normal time and sleep well throughout the night pretty cool stuff yeah i did two shows on sleep on on the show and um just some great great information of like you know getting off your computer detaching yourself from you know the phones the cell phones and all that and uh mm-hmm. i've done a lot of that and i remember i used to have uh problems sleeping and then i've just said you know Shut the computer off a certain time. Uh, don't let allow 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 light into the bedroom, and you know that kind of got my mm-hmm. sleep back uh, even even kilter. Um, you mentioned melatonin, and uh, before I get into the question, if you're out there listening, and you have a question. Um, we have probably maybe about 15 more minutes in the show, maybe a little bit more than that. Uh, and you have a question, the number to call in is 646-716-9371. Again, 646-716-9371. But, Rick, uh, specifically mentioned melatonin. I know that people, that was always a remedy if you have trouble sleeping. Somebody would always say to me, oh, why don't you get some melatonin pills? What's your um, feeling about that? Have you recommended those types of pills to people who are not making enough melatonin? Um, what's 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 the deal with that? Yeah, I mean, melatonin can be really, really helpful for for more than uh, uh, one. Uh, I mean, melatonin is not just to sleep. It, it, it yes, it does have a relaxing effect in, uh, on the body, but it's also a hormone that's it's got antioxidant properties. It's got anti-tumor properties. Um, melatonin actually blunts the production of cortisol. So if you are someone who's really stressed out, let's say you're in those earlier stages of adrenal fatigue and you've got a ton of anxiety, you just can't shut yourself down. Um, you know, there's actually a doctor, uh, his name is Dr. Bob Brakowski, great guy, and he uh, he told me about this protocol that he uses with his patients where he'll, he'll have them for, for 10 days, uh, for 7 to 10 days, he will have them every hour on the hour take one gram of melatonin. Um, because what it does is it blunts cortisol production and it allows your body to come out of fight or flight mode and stay in rest and repair mode. And so there's some tremendous healing opportunity by doing that. Not that he recommends doing that constantly, just for seven to ten days. Um, but generally speaking, as a sleep aid, yeah, I'm all for it. It's you know what I would call, or what Reed Davis, uh, founder of FDN, calls intelligent relief care, right? So it doesn't necessarily solve your problem, right, um, of, of what's causing the problem or of, of sleep disturbances, but it's certainly something that can help you bridge the gap from, you know, feeling like crap and not being able to sleep to, you know, temporarily using some melatonin to help get you, you sleep at night while you're kind of figuring out all of the underlying stuff that, that is causing the elevated cortisol levels and you know that could be food sensitivities it could be you know bacterial infections uh there's there's all sorts of things that could be going on that is contributing to your your sleep disturbances yeah Uh, getting back to the adrenals um what i've learned is that the adrenals can kind of be correlated to thyroid function as well or you have to repair your adrenals before you can um, repair the thyroid and i know there's a lot of women out there who have thyroid problems, they don't know it, or they have been underdiagnosed or not diagnosed. Um, what has been your feeling? You're working with people uh, in relation to the, you know, the fatigue and the adrenals and all of that stuff. But what has been your experience with uh, seeing adrenal problems and, and thyroid problems as well? Is that are they correlated there, or do you see that yeah. less or, or more or what? That's a great question and 100% correct. Adre- your adrenals are not, not only are they intimately tied in with the function of your thyroid, but your gut, 
your brain, every single organ in your body is, is directly tied into to adrenal function, and they kind of pull and tug on each other. So, like, for instance, with your thyroid, um, there's, there's interplay between your adrenals and your thyroid. If you're really stressed out uh, constantly and you are, your adrenals are constantly pumping out cortisol, well, cortisol can inhibit the conversion of T4 to T3. So those are your thyroid hormones, and if you and so if you're inhibiting the conversion of T4 to T3, then you know that that can cause a almost like a subclinical uh, hypothyroidism. And so sometimes these people who are just really stressed out and have you know really they've got adrenal dysfunction, they're almost wrongly being diagnosed as having thyroid problems because they're lacking in T3. Well. Um, Rather than having, you know, the doctor give them, you know, whether it's Synthroid or Armour Thyroid, you know, if they just address their adrenal dysfunction and manage their cortisol levels, there's a good chance that their, their thyroid can start functioning well again. And vice versa, thyroid dysregulation is a stressor on the body and will cause your adrenal glands to go into fight or fight mode and pump out cortisol. So it's this vicious circle negative feedback loop between the two organs. Yeah, it, it's it's a shame that um, a lot of people, like you said, are being diagnosed with these thyroid problems, and it could also be their um, adrenals. And I know one of your specialties is actually working with uh, leaky gut and other digestive disorders, but can having a digestive disorder like that, like a leaky gut or a SIBO, contribute to uh, fatigue absolutely again every you know your your gut your thyroid all your organs are intimately connected with your adrenal glands your think of your adrenal glands and your hormones as a window into overall health and i say that because they are reactive so anytime there's dysfunction anywhere in the body that dysfunction is going to put stress on the body. And your body's response to that stress is for the adrenal glands to pump out cortisol and put your body in fight-or-flight mode because your body does not know the difference between being chased by a bear or a food sensitivity or having leaky gut. It does not know the difference. The stress response is the same every time. Pump out cortisol. And by the way, cortisol also will pull blood away from your gut and hamper digestion. Your anytime you're in, in, in fight or flight mode, okay, your body is cortisol's job is to enhance all of the functions that are required for survival for fight or flight. Mm-hmm. So it's going to raise your blood sugar so you can get mu- you know energy to your muscles. It's going to dilate your pupils. You're going to start to perspire. All the all the things that would help you you know either fight or or get away, and it's going to put all of the functions that are not required for immediate survival on the back burner, things like digestion or, or fertility. And just think about how many people suffer from digestive issues in America. Take, go, go into any uh, pharmacy like CVS, and there's an entire aisle dedicated to digestive aids. Mm-hmm. And fertility, do you think fertility is something uh, that we're having a problem with here too? Yes, I had um, Pam Colleen on the show, uh, and we were talking a, a, about for fertility about a month ago. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, you, you, we're having a lot of fertility issues. A lot of women out there can't get can't get pregnant. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, gut issues feed into adrenal issues, which a negative feedback loop, which feed into gut issues. So the answer really is, it, you have to break that negative feedback loop. You have to break that that vicious cycle. And the only way to do that is to identify the underlying causes for what's stressing your adrenals out, right? So yeah. there's there's different ways to look at adrenal fatigue, right? So let's say you, okay, oh, I figured out my problem. I have adrenal fatigue. Okay, great. Now what are you going to do, right? So, <laughs> mm-hmm. okay, well, you can take these adrenal supplements. All right, I'm not against those. Some of them are very, very good, and there there are adaptogens out there, and mushrooms, and all these things. They're fantastic. They help your your adrenals, um, you know, adapt to the stress that you're under, uh, and they certainly can support you in times of heavy stress. But they don't solve the underlying cause, right? right. So, if you really want to fix adrenal fatigue, you've got to you've got to identify and eliminate the stressors that are causing 
your adrenals to pump out cortisol 24-7. And that's exactly what I do. That's how I work with my clients. We put our detective hats on together, and I guide them through a process of figuring out what these stresses are and removing them from their lives. Sorry to jump ahead. No, 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 that's okay. Um, with uh, Normally what I see with a lot of people is if there's a lot of stress, there's a lot of fatigue, and then there's also a lot of weight gain. Why? Why is that? And 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 I guess that would relate to the uh, the whole cortisol issue. But can you sure, explain yeah. that? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they call it a cortisol belly, right? I mean, it's mm-hmm. uh, cortisol. You know, very simply speaking, cortisol raises blood sugar, and eventually leads to insulin resistance. If you if you've got you know chronically raised cortisol levels, you're eventually going to go into a mode of insulin resistance. And insulin resistance is going to lead to weight gain. And so a lot of times there are people who they try every diet, they you know, no matter what they do, they just can't lose weight. And, you know, they're they're looking at it as a calorie in, calorie out thing, right? Mm-hmm. And they're saying, Well, I don't understand. I'm dieting, I'm exercising, I a little bit of weight came off and then it just came right back on and I just got this stubborn weight, I've got these love handles and more and around my hips for women, you know, and thighs, it just won't go away. And so really, you know, definitely addressing your caloric intake can help and exercising can help, but really what you want to focus on is breaking that cycle of chronic cortisol um, invocation and and insulin resistance. Yeah, and just the, the last few minutes of the show, I wanted to kind of focus on some solutions of what the best ways to maybe reduce stress. You're working with your clients. What are some of the ways you, you, you tell them to reduce their stress levels? Right. So remember, there's the three different types of stress, and there's different, you know, solutions for the different types of stress. So for, for emotional mm-hmm. stress, I, I, I'd love to be able to give some actionable tips to the, you know, the, the listeners uh, that they can go ahead and do right now, um, you know, immediately after the call so that they feel like they've gotten something really good from this. Um, So I would say for emotional stress, and, you know, I know it sounds hokey to say meditation, so I kind of try to stay away from the word meditation really with my clients. I like to say Mm -hmm. deep breathing, right? And Mm -hmm. and for the people who are listening right now, when you have a chance, as soon as this show is over, take two minutes. Just sit down in a chair, and I want you to take ten deep breaths. Just start off with 10 deep breaths. It takes two minutes to do this. Count to five on the way in. Breathe through your nose. Count to five. And then hold for five. And then let it out as slow as it feels natural for you, whether that's five-second exhale or a 10-second exhale. And then hold for five and then start the whole process again. So 10 deep breaths. I want you to try that out. And I, I promise you, if you do that one time, you will feel like a million bucks. And so why do I say that deep breathing or meditation is so important? Because you have so much power. People don't realize the power that they have over their bodies. The mind over the body is a tremendous, tremendous thing. If you do that, those 10 deep breaths, I guarantee you, you're going to slow down your heart rate. You're going to send a message to your brain through your nervous system that says, we're safe now, everything's okay. We're not in imminent danger. And then your Uh brain... We'll send a message to the adrenals, okay, we're all right right now. You can stop putting out the cortisol. You can stop producing cortisol. Yeah, you, I'm, you literally can affect it, but you can affect your adrenals and your cortisol levels by uh-huh. deep breathing. Yeah, yeah. I, I've meditated. I made a point to do meditation about three, four years ago, and I do it every day, and it's it's changed my life. I cannot tell people who are out there listening, if you can um start to meditate i i i started with 5 minutes and i've worked my way up to about you know 30 minutes um now but i just started with 5 minutes and it made such a big difference in my life and it's um um one thing i learned is just not to press myself and not to have any expectations when i'm meditating because your mind is going to jump around most people just give up when their mind jumps around the trick mm-hmm. is to kind of con- be able to control not control those thoughts. Just be able to be be cool with them and just let them go. 
I think yep. sometimes people get into think that they're going to meditate like a Buddhist the first time, and it doesn't happen like that. I still battle some days with monkey mind. My mind's just jumping around. But <laughs> um, <laughs> really good tip on that meditation. And then just yeah. breathing. I think, like you said, we don't breathe enough. People just don't breathe mm-hmm. anymore. Everybody's a shallow breather. So, um, That's right. You know, yeah. I, I, actually, I actually set up a, a – I have an app in my phone. It's called Alarm. And it goes off once every hour, and it's kind of like, you know, Buddhist monk, you know, little, like, uh, relaxing tune. And it reminds me that whatever I'm doing, that I need to sit back and take 10 deep breaths. And I don't, obviously, it goes off, you know, 12 times in a day for me. I'm not doing that every hour 12 times a day. But if I can, if it reminds me to do it four or five times a day, I'm winning. That's fantastic. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, deep breathing, meditation. Uh, there's an app called Headspace. It's phenomenal. It teaches you about mindfulness meditation, and it guides you through it. Uh, it's very inexpensive. I'm a huge fan of that. There's HeartMath. I don't know if you've heard of HeartMath, but that's another phenomenal tool that I recommend to all of my clients for uh, deep breathing and, and mindfulness. Um, there's a lot of really great things you can do. So that's for emotional stress. I don't know if you wanted me to get to the other stuff. Yeah, if you could hit that real quick, you know, that would be great. Sure. So for the physical, uh, for physical stress, obviously regular chiropractic care. I hear so many times that people, you know, people don't believe in chiropractors and they think it's all BS mm-hmm. and whatever. I can't tell you how I'm a huge fan of chiropractic care. Keeping Me your too. spine regularly in tune, uh, in check. You know, your neck. Every, it really, really goes a long way towards your overall health and towards lowering your stress levels. Um, massage, acupuncture, those are all things that are going to help keep your body finely tuned, put you in a relaxed state, and take you out of that fight-or-flight mode that's going to allow you to heal. So that, I would say, is you know, from the physical stress side. And then from the biochemical side, that's where you, know, you really want to work with a, a practitioner um, you know, like myself or functional medicine doctor Whoever it is that you you know that you feel comfortable working with, but to run the lab test to find out what's going on in your body it could be bacterial infections, parasitic infections. You just don't know what all that stuff is. You need to figure out what's going on in your body: food sensitivities, gluten, dairy, whatever. And and you you need to adjust your lifestyle accordingly um, to get that stuff out of your life. Yeah, and part of your your curriculum or what you do is that you are an FDN, a functional diagnostics nutritionist, and you can run these tests. Is that right? Yeah, I have access to, to a lot of these tests for my clients, and that is the basis of how I, how I work with them. Um, yeah. I do want to make the disclaimer that I am, I, I am not a doctor. I am a mm-hmm. certified FDN practitioner. Uh, so I so while I I have access to this test I these uh, these tests I have access to them through the FDN program I am mm-hmm. also about to merge with a medical doctor and I if you have a moment in the show I'd like to announce that because we just finished our merger today um, yeah go ahead right so um, I have been <laughs> negotiating with another health coach who I hold in very high regard. Her name is Natalie Cacciatore, and she is the founder of Bam Bam Body. Um, and she basically does something that's very complementary to what I do. She's kind of, you, you could think of what Natalie does and what Bam Bam Body does as, uh, think of it as like, you know, kindergarten through high school of, you know, teaching people of health, right? Um, mm-hmm. You know, it's helping people understand what healthy eating is, organic eating is you know, learning to love themselves and to put their health first and that it's okay to be a little bit selfish. A lot of the psychology behind really taking charge of your health and being responsible for your own health, right? And so she's fantastic and she does such a phenomenal job with clients. She has weight loss programs. She's got programs for expectant mothers. Um, She's just really phenomenal. So her website is mybambambody.com, which is now my website essentially as well. Um, So now... Think of what I do as, you know, you graduate high school with Natalie and now, well, yeah, she's taught you a lot of the basics about how to live well, but you've still got some stuff going on and you need a little bit more help. Well, now we've created a company called BAM Medical, B-A-M Medical, uh, and that company 
is based on all of the SDN stuff that I do with the lab testing and whatnot. So it's really awesome. There's a ton of support for, for the clients as they go through both programs. Some of them only go through mine. Some of them only go through Natalie's programs. But really together we, we comprise, the, the, we run the whole gamut of, you know, health and wellness, healthy weight loss programs, and then taking it a step further when those weight loss programs just aren't working, there may be something else at play here, then we kick them into BAM Medical. And we, we're also doing, uh, going to start doing a lot of work with a very, very uh, reputable uh, medical doctor here in South Florida. He's got four offices. His name's Dr. Avi Mendelson. Mm-hmm. So he's going he's gonna to be a, a medical liaison for us. We've got a lot of really, really great things going on with that. So I'm very, very excited about it. Yeah, man. Congratulations. Sound like you, you know, you're making moves. Um, for those people, I think I mentioned this on your bio because a lot of times people will reach out to me, and I'm not really certified to work with anybody. I'm going towards that at some point in the future. But you don't have to. They don't physically have to come to your office. They can get in contact with you and work with you through what Skype or something like that. Yeah, yeah. I try 50% of my clients are in South Florida. Um, even for those clients, I don't necessarily see all of them all the time. Uh, mm-hmm. they, most of my clients I work with, I've, I've got clients all over the United States. I've got a client in Alaska I'm working with right now. We do everything through phone, through Skype, uh-huh. um, whatever's comfortable for the client. And I have the test kits delivered right to their doorstep from the labs, um, and, and we work it. You know, it's it's not really an issue. Yeah, cool. Because I know every sometimes people just like to go to a physical office, but with what you're doing, it's great that they can just get the test kit, do the test, and then work with you um, remotely. So I think that that's great um, as well. Yeah. Uh, Rick, give us give us your website and maybe a, if you want to give a, a contact number where people can contact you if they want to work with you. Sure. Yeah. It's, uh, my my current website is www.gold functionalwellness.com and that will be changing to uh, the Bam Bam Body website and Bam Medical uh, mm-hmm. but for, for now that website is going to stay up um, but yeah so it's goldfunctionalwellness.com and, and you know you can reach me at uh, on my cell uh, 646-285-7341 uh, email is also a really good way to, to catch me because I'm on client calls a lot during the day so it's tough to just catch me on the phone um, you know, Rick at goldfunctionalwellness.com. Um, I'm also on Facebook, uh, facebook.com slash goldfunctionalwellness. You can also find me as Rick Gold on Facebook, uh, Rick Gold at the end on Twitter. <laughs> I think I've, I think I've uh, covered <laughs> yeah. it all, right? You covered it all, man. That's great. That's great. I'll have to check you out on Facebook. I didn't know you had a Facebook page, but um, I'll have yeah. to check you out on uh, Facebook, but man, I enjoyed it. I mean, I love talking about this stuff, and I'm passionate about it. And I can tell you are as well, and I really enjoyed it, and uh, I learned a lot myself. I'm always learning when I'm doing interviews. So, <laughs> but um, I, I thank you for com- for coming on, and um, I I'm probably taking December off. I just need to kind of recharge. And what I'll be doing next year is uh, maybe inviting some people back, and I probably will invite you back, and we'll talk about a different topic because I know we only skim the surface of what 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 uh, what we could have done tonight with this whole talking about this whole topic. But I help I hope it helps some people out there. Awesome, man! Thank you so much for the opportunity, and uh, and definitely not going to be the last time you and I collaborate. Okay, great, man! Thank you so right. much. I really appreciate it, Rick. Yep. Talk soon. All right. Have, have a good night, man. Okay. Yep. Bye-bye. All right. All right. Good show for all of those people out there who might be struggling with different things, fatigue, stressed out, whatever it is. That's a, that's a great show. You can go back and listen to that show in the archives. Next week, um, we talked a little, a little bit about this on this show, uh, Adrenals and Thyroid. And next week, next Wednesday, I'll have a Janie Botharp on who wrote the book Stop the Thyroid Madness. So we'll be talking more deeply about the thyroid, adrenals, iron. A lot of women out there are deficient in iron or anemic, and it might be affecting your thyroid. And we'll get real deep into uh, the thyroid. So, again, it'll be Janie Botharp with um, the 
stop the thyroid madness. And then a week after that, it'll be the Dorito effect with Mark. I can't pronounce Mark's last name. Mark Schatzker, I think is his last name. But this book caught my eye just simply because it was the Dorito effect. But we'll be talking about food and flavor and how everything is changing and then the week, the third week of November, I'm hoping to get Daryl uh, Edwards on, who has the paleo, for paleo from A to Z, where we talk. He talks about a lot of the terms that are being kind of used loosely out in the uh, community when it comes to diet and nutrition. And Daryl is actually in England, so that'll probably have to be a show that's uploaded and recorded, and you'll have access to that show um, as well. And then my last show for the year of 2015 will be my buddy, uh, Jimmy Moore, and we'll be talking about the ketogenic diet. So, um, you know, tune in. Those are all the shows for number, November. And then December, like I said, I'll be uh, taking off and just recharging my batteries and then going full force into January. And January, hopefully, officially, I've been saying this for a long time, that I'll be doing two shows a week. They'll probably be on Monday and Wednesday. So we'll be branching out to two shows uh, a week uh, to accommodate, you know, all the things that I want to get on, all the things that I want to start doing in uh, 2016. So thank you for listening tonight. As always, hope you learned something. Next week, same fat time, same fat channel. I'll see you soon. Peace and love, y'all. Good night.